The Heather McCoy Show. And welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Joining me on the line is Tom Chester from the TIFF Illumination Project. The group just wrapped up their 2014 report on the cities of Chicago's TIFF funds. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, thanks, Rachel. Uh, I uh, noticed you just finished talking about Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do normally uh, to start the show. So our listeners are very familiar with the term TIFF, but in case we haven't talked about it in a while with Neil. So um, can you explain what tax and criminal financing is? Well, sure. I just want to let you know and your listeners know that uh, I was one of the organizers of No Game Chicago. We derailed Chicago's Olympic bid in 2016, uh, back in 2009, and we helped in Boston do the same just a few weeks ago, so we're really happy that the Olympic train is off the rails. But as, uh, as far as TISCO, uh, those are government uh, uh, entities, uh, special districts set up by cities, uh, supposedly to spur economic development in so-called blighted areas, but you could pause there and have a conversation about who, what does that mean in terms of uh, uh, cities where uh, there's been redlining and discrimination and blockbuster lending, uh, corrupt banks being bailed out. I mean, that's that's a whole uh, graduate seminar right there. But nevertheless, uh, that's word they use. But in reality, across America, 47 states have, have them, uh, are giants to be controlled by the local mayor and uh, his ally. And that's certainly true Chicago. Yeah. Um, so how does the TIF district come into being? Well, usually, certainly uh, in, in, in Chicago, which is the area I know most, it's a developer. Uh, so that's a guy or gal who wants uh, to build something, uh, approaches the local uh, political uh, powerhouse. So in Chicago, we have wards, 50 wards, and they're, they're aldermen. Um, you guys have in L.A. and around there in California, they might be called city councilmen. But in Chicago, they're called aldermen. Uh, so the developer would approach the aldermen, and uh, say, look, uh, I'd like some help. I'd like a subsidy. This is cash money, not a loan. It's only to be used for controlled uh, uh, costs. So you can't hire. You can't hire teachers. You can't hire policemen. You can't hire firemen. You can't hire daycare workers or, or uh, coaches for your for your for your park district. Things of that nature. It's only for building. So the developer approaches the uh, politician and say, um, I'd like help with this development. Uh, and if their district at that, uh, then they would create one. If there's already a TIF district, and I should say Chicago has 150 of these bad boys. Wow. If there's a TIF district there, then um, we can start to put the project in that district. And um, so the increment it refers to the fact that when a TIF district is created, um, it's noted how much property tax is being generated by all the properties inside the borders of that TIF district. And um, that number is called the base. It's frozen in Chicago and Illinois for 23 years. So your listeners, I know in, in California, certainly are familiar with Proposition 13 and all of the, 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 the developments that you've been laboring under having to do with taxing. How do, folk, how, how do we get the, the dollars to run our units of government? We don't have anything like that in Illinois. We just have a regressive income tax uh, at the state level. We're one of the most regressive. So when you have these constraints on you, you know, your units of local government 
rely over heavily on property taxes. And that's certainly true in Illinois. We have the second highest property tax in America because of that regressivity and because local units of government have to raise money somehow. So they go to the property tax. So therefore, every dollar of property tax that disappears or goes missing is of grave concern to people who care about you know, public education, public libraries, public parks, little things like that. Um, and in Chicago, the TIFs extracted <clears throat> about $422 million last year. That's almost a half billion dollars of property taxes that go missing. So <clears throat> that's how it works. And um, when a TIF is approved and a, and a developer has a project that um, gets, uh, gets tipped, as it were, that's a gift of money straight into their pockets. And in Illinois, we have, in Chicago, we have so many examples that would bore you to tears to list all the major companies, you know, Walmart, FedEx, UPS, United Airlines, Miller Coors, the list goes on, downtown developers who built 50-story skyscrapers in the loop. You know, that's the heart of our, you know, that's the heart of our business district, uh -huh. where there was a TIF district. So we're talking about billions of dollars. Billions, literally billions of taxpayer dollars, property dollars that have flowed without scrutiny or recourse into the pockets of these folk over the last 25 years. Um, and that's Illinois and Chicago. And there is no national accounting, but we estimate that it could be $20 billion a year that goes missing from property taxes into the black holes. That's amazing. So, um, um, yeah, that's, so that's kind of why I think it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. In your report, you list uh, TIFs that are expiring. And um, what happens to the money once a TIF is expired? Well, um, in, the way it goes in Illinois is uh, they uh, declare that, um, so if, it, if, it's, if it's ended prematurely or if it's uh, expired uh, through causes, um, the money that's left over, um, ostensibly should be divided amongst the units of government that would have gotten that money anyway. So in Chicago, when you collect a dollar of property tax, <clears throat> it's supposedly um, um, 56 cents of that dollar is supposed to go to the public schools. So uh, the TIF Illumination Report, uh, our, our, it's all volunteer-driven. You know, we sort of crawl these public documents, and we have... Uh, data scraping and, and geeky techniques and uh, map makers and all sorts of things to try to make all this information real. We're online at www.tiffreports.com. Um, we found out that uh, last year, uh, starting in 2014, was $1.7 billion. $1.7 billion sitting in the TIFF accounts. Now, the reports for 2014 just came out, so we did the same operation all over again, crawled through 150 of these uh, annual reports, and discovered that at January 1, 2015, there was $1.4 billion in property taxes sitting in the TIF accounts here in the city of Chicago. So um, if they were all, all those TIFs were, were just extinguished, blown up, uh, and all that money was to, was released and sent back to the units of government that should have gotten it, that our schools, our public schools here in, the, in Chicago, would get about, um, you know, $970 million. 
Wow. And, and, you know, this is a place, remember, you know, your listeners may or may not know this, but just a few years ago, Mayor Emanuel closed 49 public schools and upended the lives of thousands, tens of thousands of children and their families uh, that still, people are still recovering from that you know, to this day. And in, in a nation when we're talking about huge issues such as are we broke and what, and, and what is the role of, of black people? And are we, are, we, are we shooting them? Are we taking care of them? I mean, what's the whole issue about Black Lives Matter? These, the role of, 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 of local government financing is very present in these issues. In the city of Chicago, what does the money like? What does the government like to do with their TIF money? Well, up until recently, I mean, our work has been part of, like, of the conversation changing. But up and up and up and through Mayor Daley's reign, which you know he was in power, Mayor Daley the second for almost thirty years, uh, unchecked um, handouts to big developers. And we're talking about $800 million spent on high-rises and office building, other projects, right in the Central Loop District. You know, and this is an area that isn't blighted, hasn't been blighted for, you know, you'd have to go back to the 60s to say, oh, well, that, that area is looking pretty seedy. But in the 2000s, we're pouring hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on private developers. Meanwhile, the poor parts of Chicago, and this is where you get into the... Black Lives Matter, civil liberties, civil, civil rights issues, the poor cities, the poor parts of, of Chicago are being starved. So where there's truly blight and disinvestment and um, artifacts left over from redlining, communities that really need a, a, a infrastructure, whether it's a more part, another uh, stop or other kinds of things to improve uh, life of the citizens there, they're being starved. It's quite the opposite of what's happening here. So this is this is the the legacy of, 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 of what tips are here in Chicago, and um, you know your governor saw the light in 2012. He he canceled tips in California, which at that time were taking eight billion dollars off the table in your state. Yeah, eight billion dollars. I mean that's if you're a big state and it makes sense. In Illinois, we've got about 1,220 tips. Uh, that extracts about a billion. So we, you know, we've got um, TIF, TIF problems here, and I would say um, the same for the other 46 remaining states that have TIFs. In your report, yeah, in your report, you have a section that lists the transfers of money between t one TIF account to another TIF account. Um, I'm not familiar with the geography in the city of Chicago. Is this like racially based, like moving the money out of the poor areas into the loop, or what exactly do well, these well, money transfers have well, the, to do in real life? Well, they're called yeah, they're called porting. They could happen when the tips touch each other. Oh, okay. So um, it, it has an effect of, of 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 moving money from the I guess you could say the interior of the city where more of the poor people live and people of color live, to the edges of the, to the, to the lakefront, which is, of course, a little more upscale, white upscale okay. in, 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 in income. You know, and so if you see a heat map of, of, of that, of, you know, sort of the, the, the wards or the, that have prospered, the wards that are glowing sort of red with, with tiff cash, so to speak, are, are the loop and the super loop. And the areas that are sort of anemic-looking, are the areas of co communities of color, so the net net of TIFs over the years has been to, yeah has been to starve communities of color to benefit 
uh, the more upscale communities. So basically, just like a lot of things in America, if you're wealthy, you get more. If you're poor, you get. Yeah, with one point four. Uh, with $1.4 billion sitting in TIF accounts, how does the city of Chicago operate with that money walled off from the general fund? Well, they this is part of this is part of the urban narrative that we're getting from sort of the neoliberal Wall Street crowd. The country it's like they're saying we are broke. <clears throat> so, and because they because that is the narrative that they are leading with, then they say, well, we have to cut. Dot dot dot. <clears throat> we have to cut schools. We have to cut. They've closed our public health clinics. So the answer is we have to cut your services, and we also ties. <clears throat> so the city of Chicago unfortunately leads America in privatization deals. So I don't know if your listeners know this, but in 2008, Mayor Daley sold our parking meters <clears throat> to Morgan Stanley. So Morgan Stanley went to the, <clears throat> the capital market. They raised a billion dollars. They gave us the billion. We spent it in about 15 minutes. They promptly old quintupled the rates of the parking meters, and they will get uh, 10%, 10, 10 for one return on, the, on their money. So they gave us a billion, and they'll, they'll bring in $10 billion in for 10 uh, rates that big capital when they look at our public assets. So then when you, when you, when you uh, are starve your city and, and in this way, these bad deals. So I think um, the answer is this sets up uh, Chicago and Mayor Emanuel to do more privatization deals, cut back services. He's in negotiations now with teachers, uh, the Chicago Teachers Union. Uh, they've already a new round of cuts for public schools. They've already sent in out pink slips for teachers. It's part of a larger, I think, agenda to, to cripple uh, public sector unions in America. So in that way, Mayor Emanuel is, you know, holding hands with Governor Walker of Wisconsin and the Koch brothers and those people who are really trying to drive America in the 30s. I'll be honest with you. They'd like to bring back slavery if they could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guys. So... So it's it's part of a larger, I think, issue. But just playing out very locally in Chicago, you know, we we like to say, are we broke? Who plans what for who? And what is a city for? Or who is who is Chicago for? So you can fill in the blank of any name of the city. Who is Detroit for? Who is New York City for? Who is who is San Jose for? Who is San Francisco for? You know, in terms of. Of, of what is a city supposed to do. And to be honest, it seems like what a city has become is a, is a, is a mechanism that transfers the assets of the many into the pockets of the few. Yeah. Uh, how much TIF money is routed from public schools and the charter schools? Well, the research that was done by a group of academics called CREATE, C-R-E-A-T-E, led by a, a woman named Dr. Uh, uh, Stephanie Farmer, from Roosevelt University. This research is a few years old, but they comb through again all these documents and trying to call out the TIF money that went for school construction because quite a few, quite a few dollars uh, of TIF money has gone to school construction. And since you could say, well, you know, that's a proper use of property tax dollars, isn't it, to build public schools, except their research noted that uh, the neighborhood schools uh, received 42% of $840 million 
and 52% of that money went to charter and selective. So now you're in a kind of another argument, again, about privatization of, of education. What's going on with the, the rash of schools across America, especially in Chicago? Um, are um, public sector unions, the teacher unions? Uh, is it a way to suck profit, again, out of something that the public governments used to run? So we're used to running our schools, you know, in a public manner, but now private business wants to run that and extract profit from it. I mean, we've seen that here in Chicago. So um, that's an improper use of property taxes. Uh, I mean, if someone wants to build a school and operate it and uh, – you want to send your child to, and it costs ten thousand dollars to afford it. Good for you, but it shouldn't come and come from public funds. Yeah, we need we need world class neighborhood schools that a child can walk to and get a great education in a class with no more than twenty students. Yeah, uh, one of the biggest expenditures I saw in the report was the um, TIF in um, the TIF to subsidize the Marriott Hotel near McCormick Convention Center campus to the tune of twenty eight million dollars. According to yeah. Hayward Sanders' research on the adjacent hotels next to convention centers, they are almost always money losers. Is there an intersection <laughs> in uh, your research where the, their convention center spending and um, at McCormick and in TIFFs intersect? Well, the this is a standard kind of thing that cities do. I mean, I, I mean, I, your prior your prior person on the show was talking about subsidizing. Sports stadiums, and that's a horrible thing. You know, it's again, it's a mega project, like the Olympics, like stadiums for the World Cup and the Pan American Games, like stadiums for your major major league sports. They develop pitch those projects in terms of, oh, it's going to make so much money, so many jobs. It's all BS, it's all crap. <laughs> and um, so, again, it's again, it's back to the question of who plans what for who. What does it mean to have a world class city? When I hear that. Chicago. We need to have a, you know, another convention center hotel because that's going to make us a world-class city. I hold on to my wallet and I run the other way because it just means some developer is looking for a handout to build a project that he couldn't build by himself, you know, in the open market uh, called capitalism. Yeah. So, um, so if you want to build whatever you want to build, you want to build a thousand-story hotel and charge a million dollars a night and you buy the land on the open market and you take the risk, Go with God, you know. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Don't use my money, you know. Yeah. And Chicago is going. They're building another Ferris wheel. They're the Ferris wheel that is already on our Navy Pier, which juts out about a half mile into Lake Michigan. They're tearing that down, and they're building a bigger Ferris wheel, you know, for oh, twenty-four right. million dollars. And, oh wow! You know, when, when when you know, if I'm a mom in a school where my kids. You know, they closed my school, and I had to move my kid across gang lines in another school. And now I just got—I just got word that they're cutting the arts program, or the after-school literacy program, or what. You know, that's hard for me to stomach. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I so kind of—that's kind, of, kind of how it rolls here. Yeah, I wanted to leave off with this in our first interview that we did about a year, a year and a half ago. We talked about a Toyota dealership that was going to do some renovations to their dealership anyway, and they got like TIF subsidies to do it. So I was just wondering, how is their favorite um, Toyota dealership doing? Well, they're doing fine, and they're <laughs> they're within a two-minute drive from my house, and I have a Toyota, and when our Toyota needed a repair. We had to go there oh. to Grossinger's Auto, and I, I just just 
bit my tongue, you know, <laughs> but um, they're, they're doing well, and I asked to patronize them, unfortunately, and I didn't get any discount either when I presented my TIF report. Um, but that's just one of many projects. You talked about the Marriott's Hotel, um, you know, that is particularly egregious. Uh, but new projects pop up every day here in Chicago, and Mayor, Mayor Emanuel has backed away a little bit from some of those more uh, projects, and instead he's showering money on schools and other things claims are all public good. But remember, to, in order to get a pro- TIF-funded project, you have to have a TIF that's got a lot of money in it. Yeah. So, again, you're, as, as Stephanie Farmer told us in our TIF video, we did two TIF videos, one called TIF 101, and the other is called TIFFs Off the Rails, and people can watch those by going to our, our website at TIFFreports.com. But Dr. Farmer said something very wise. She said, Mayor Emanuel, who's been called Mayor 1%, schools for the 1%. So, again, um, using TIF dollars for these kinds of works circumvents any planning, any justified or grassroots social justice planning that you would do for, for the city where everybody prospers not just the wealthy or the mayor's friends, and unfortunately tips, aids, and abets that bad process. Yeah, our guest has been Tom Schiffner. Um He has done the 2014 report on the Chicago TIFFs. Um, where can we get more information about your group online? Sure, we're the TIFF Illumination Project. This is Tom Tresser in Chicago. You can reach me at tom at civiclab.us. And the website for the TIFF Illumination Project Speaking truth about TIFF since 2013 is www.tiffreports.com. Thanks for being on the show this morning, and I enjoyed your um, our conversation. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. Okay. Of course, this is the Heather McCoy Show.